Our scripture reading this morning is coming from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. I invite you now to hear the word of the Lord. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns. The thorns grew and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. That is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, the person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the lull, the lull of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. The kingdom of God grows like kudzu. That is Jesus's message for us this morning. What do you think a hundredfold harvest looks like? I think it looks like kudzu. What can grow on any soil, hard, rocky, even if there's no soil there, still grow on cars and even on houses? Kudzu was brought to the southern United States in the 30s and 40s from Japan. It had no natural predator, so it was able to grow without stopping. It is said the reason that the whole state of Mississippi hasn't just flowed into the river is kudzu. Growing up in rural North Carolina, I for one saw a lot of kudzu covering houses and cars and everything in between. 
They say the best way to plant kudzu is to throw it over your shoulder and run. (laughs) God's vision. God's vision is bigger than anything we can imagine. It is even bigger than kudzu. In today's gospel, we see God's vision as a great sower who just throws seeds willy-nilly, not only on good soil, but on rocky soil, on barren soil. Throws it everywhere. Do you think perhaps that we also find God in strange, rocky, barren places? I had never seen so much rain. A hurricane had hit the Gulf Coast and it had headed right over Atlanta where I was living at the time. I didn't even go into work at the church that morning because the rain was so hard. When the rain finally let up and passed over us, I went to the church and I was surprised what I found in the prayer garden. Sitting there by the door of the church was Roger. I can't say that a prayer had ever been said at the prayer garden before, but I know it was said that morning. Roger told me his story, how he had camped the night before in the woods through a tropical storm. He was asking if the church had any food and said he was hungry. I could not believe that someone just spent the night outside in a tent when I didn't even want to spend the night inside. It was raining so hard. I invited him inside and and heated up a lean cuisine that was in the freezer. I heated it up a little bit too much and Roger ate it quickly and he probably burned his tongue, but he didn't care, he was that hungry. Once Roger had something to eat, he told me his story or at least the parts of it he wanted me to know. With tears in his eyes, he said he was from Texas and that he had lost his wife and son. He said he couldn't stay in that town because everything reminded him of them. So he rode the bus to Atlanta, hoping that he would find work as a plumber. But as soon as he got to the city, someone stole his tools. He spent the first couple of nights in a shelter downtown, but someone stole his wallet and everything else that he had. So he thought he'd be better off trying his luck outside in a tent. The church rallied around him and and paid for a couple of weeks in a hotel. The church maintenance manager helped him to look for work and shared with him the good news of Jesus Christ. We surrounded him with love and I can't say that Roger immediately got back on track, but I can say that he felt that love and we planted some seeds. Roger probably never would have come to the church if it hadn't been for the rain and the hurricane. Sometimes God is in the wind. Sometimes God is in the rain. Sometimes God is in the still, small voice. But God is seeking everyone and calling everyone's name, using whatever it takes to just plant one seed after another. 
John Wesley calls that prevenient grace. Some of you garden or at least know about planting seeds. You know enough that you don't just throw seeds out willy-nilly. That's not the smart way to plant. That's foolishness, right? If you did that, you'd be wasting seed, wasting time, wasting money. It doesn't make sense to throw good seed on bad soil. That looks like a waste. Doesn't God know better? Oh, but God is is not a very prudent farmer. God is willing to squander everything on us. God had a plan and he sent us Jesus Christ so that we may be part of that plan, that we may have life in the spirit. In Romans 8, we're told that the spirit of Jesus who was risen from the dead dwells in us, that he gives us the spirit. That is like good seed on our hard, rocky soil, which makes us ask, what if, what if everyone you know, including that person that you don't like very much, What if everyone has the potential to be good soil? What if there's no circumstance, no place, no story that is too rocky for God's story to grow? Now, wouldn't that be good news worth proclaiming? Romans tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Even those of us like me who were pretty sorry soil were given the potential to be good soil. Jesus sees that in us. No one is born rocky soil. No one is bad soil. We are all free to be good soil. But sadly, Sometimes the church is the last place you hear that good news. When Jesus is talking about hard soil with Jesus's original audience of first century farmers, we can imagine them nodding their head. They knew what Jesus was talking about. But even though we may not be farmers, we know also what Jesus was talking about. We know a lot about hard soil and scorching sun and sharp thorns. We know the disappointment when our best laid plans fall through and a program we design falls on its face. We know the pain of the scorching sun when the church chooses to condemn us instead of love us. We know the sharp thorns of out of control inflation and economic downturns. But that's not all that we know. As one of my seminary professors, Tom Long says, in ways that we do not know and in places that we cannot always see, The gospel of Jesus Christ is falling on good soil. 
And even now, God is harvesting rich and full harvests from the fields. How rich, how full, beyond our imagination, the scripture tells us. One of the commentaries explains what tenfold, sixtyfold, a hundredfold harvest would look like. This commentary explains that tenfold would be true abundance, but a thirtyfold harvest would be enough to feed the entire village for a year. So what does a hundredfold harvest looks like? It would be enough crop for the farmer to retire in a villa by the Sea of Galilee. Nice, right? We would all like that. When God is the one sowing the seeds, we can expect abundance. Abundance beyond our wildest imagination. The novelist, Bebe Moore Campbell, in her novel, Singing in the Comeback Choir, describes abundance this way. Some of us have a half-empty barrel of faith. We walk around expecting that things are going to run out, expecting that something is going to go wrong. The God I serve, says Campbell, told me to expect the best, that there is enough for everybody. Jesus makes it clear what kind of farmers we are called to be as Christians. Jesus calls us to sow the seeds extravagantly, as widely as we can and be oblivious to the risk. Jesus is the one telling us to be an extravagant farmer. Jesus is extravagant, abundant, and unconcerned with risks. So that abundant God has an abundant payoff for our effort. It brings a yield that is 30, 60, 100 fold. Invest in that harvest. Invest in that promise. Our God is an abundant God. There is always enough for everybody. And, and this is, news is too big for this pulpit to hold. This news is too big for us to keep to ourselves, to hide it in this building. There's many people in the world who need to hear this good news, to know that we serve an abundant God that does not write off anybody. An abundant God who we can find hope in Christ. Christ came while we were still rocky soil and did not come to condemn us. God is an abundant God, a kudzu kind of God. Don't you wanna be part of that? Don't you wanna be part of those fields reaping that harvest? God wants us to share that good news. That is our job so that those who feel that they are unworthy are told of God's love. 
Those who feel like they have to do it all on their own are told of God's love. Those like Roger, who are carrying a burden too big for them to hold, are told the good news that when you seek the shelter from the rain of life, God is there. When you feel like you're lost and that you're pretty rocky soil, God is there. When you're looking for hope in all the wrong places, God is there. Whoever you are, wherever you are, God is already there, seeking you, providing you shelter from the scorching sun so that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ can spread in you like kudzu and that you know of God's love. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for demonstrating your love and grace, for planting a seed within us so that we may share that love and compassion with others. In the places in our lives where we feel like rocky or dry soil, help us to see your abundance. Help us to know your love and help us to take that hope into the world for all to know Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray.